0: We will all remember this moment for the rest of our lives. It was dramatic. It was visual. It was stupid. It was stupid, but it was also fear. Hey, Doc, you better back out.
1: welcome to 50 films a podcast where each week we watch a movie and decide if it belongs on our list of the 50 best movies of all time time of all time all time all time <laughs>
0: all time can we do can we do all accents I
1: Just, I, would, I would I would highly what's caution, the opposite What's the opposite of recommend <laughs> <laughs> yeah highly caution <laughs> against it discourage we discuss everything from you know classic movies to modern blockbusters everything in between I'm Bobby and I'm here with Brian. Brian yes we're great
0: um, at this it's, it's like we've never done a podcast before
1: it really was all because I said that word wrong because I had everything written down to go through I wrote an intro to the podcast that's a little more clear yep. than like what I usually do and then, toim. then the time the Toim. toim. G-O-I-M-E. kind of bringing in a slightly an Irish accent which is on which is which is on theme for this week because this week we we're talking about 2007's once a film by John Carney starring Glenn Hansard and Marquetta Erglova, I believe is how think, you say her name. Yep. I think I think you nailed it. It's a musical, I guess it's a, a musical romantic drama, I would say. I mean, but, but aren't, aren't
0: musicals and romances inherently dramas?
1: I wouldn't say so, no. Musical comedies are, that's a whole genre, Brian. <laughs> right, because you usually you
0: say, oh, this is a musical comedy.
1: Yeah, 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 yeah.
0: But when you say it's a musical, like, drama is inherently involved. I would
1: say most people, if you said, said musical, they think about something silly. That would be my my yeah, estimation. But, but,
0: but most people are silly when it comes yeah, yeah, to yeah. how they view musicals.
1: Most people think of, like, Grease is what I would sure. imagine. Or Mamma Mia, let's say. So I, I
0: have a friend, a co-worker, who he hates musicals, hates them. And his son is way into them and does theater camp. And okay and and like a good dad goes to these things mm-hmm. but like you know jesus you know, he feels <laughs> that. And i asked him the other day well i asked him two questions i asked him was there ever a, a musical that you tolerated that you were like, or 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 were like this is actually not bad or good and his answer was south park and I, and then i asked him did 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 you know it was a musical going in he's like yes which led to my follow up question have you ever gone to a movie not knowing it was a
1: musical <laughs> yeah
0: and he goes Yes. Turns out his ex, this is before they got, they got divorced, knew and didn't tell him. And his son just thought his dad was being awesome. Because they were going <laughs> to go to... That's they great. Were gonna, they were going to go see. Actually, let me, I'll, I'll have you guess. What would you think would be the worst thing a musical hater could see, not knowing it's a musical?
1: Okay, let me let me declare it. Is it a animated or is it live action? Live action. Okay. In the last 10 years... Yeah. So between 2012 and now, hmm, that's Into the Woods. That is correct. Okay, <laughs>
0: you nailed it. And yeah. when he said when he said that, I felt a pang of <laughs> of of sadness of like, oh, you poor man, because because I hate that movie. Just,
1: okay. I haven't seen the movie. I mean, I I, re- I remember watching like the old PBS like taped for taped show, and I used to love that when I was a kid. But I don't remember. I I've never seen the movie. Anyway. But we're not here to talk about Into the Woods. We are talking about once. It's a very different type of musical. Once. It is. Who'd you write this song for? She's
0: gone. She's dead?
1: No, she's not dead. She's gone.
0: Playing the orchestra, that can help. You don't want to go for a walk or something, no? huh? Hey. to go now.
1: Stay the night. Like I said 2007 this movie came out and every week I kind of go into little little factoids about the movie. So John Carney the this was his first feature film. I believe he's directed three now this Sing Street and, and Begin, Begin again. again. Yeah. He had directed a little bit of a TV w- w- before all this. All three of
0: them could be the same movie. Yeah, with, for sure. With their t- with their titles.
1: Yeah. This he directed he directed some TV and stuff before this, but this was his first feature film. The the fil- He wrote the film as well. It was written from stories that Glenn Hansard told them about his days, like busking on the streets of Dublin. Originally, Erglova was always attached to the movie. Hansard wasn't supposed to play the lead role. Killian Murphy was supposed to play the lead role. And he was uncomfortable with the fact that Erglova had never acted before. And also was uncomfortable like, that he didn't think he could sing the songs that Hansard had already written. So Hansard Glenn Hansard... And Arglova wrote the, the music to this movie.
0: And he was also uncomfortable. Where's my Batman Begins money, guys? Yeah,
1: exactly. So Cillian Murphy, Cillian Murphy dropped out. Along with him, all the financing dropped out of the movie. So the movie was like 75% then funded by the Irish film board. And the rest of the money was put up by Carney himself. He convinced Hansard to do it by basically Hansard said, it's got to be, the movie's got to be small. It's got to be intimate. You know, basically he didn't want, like a, a big budget movie put on his shoulders because he didn't know if he could do it because he wasn't really an actor. He'd been in one movie, the movie *The Commitments*. He played the bassist in the band in *The Commitments*, which I didn't know until now. I thought he had never been in anything until I until this until we watched the movie this time. And he agreed to do it, and you know went to production. They shot it on like a Sony, like digital camera, which is a which is a kind of thing that was happening more and more at this time. Right, indie movies were starting to adopt sort of more video technology. This was before they got really good, you know, before they they started looking like film cameras. So you can definitely tell this is a digital video camera a lot of the, sometimes, in this movie. it The Hansard, who was 37 at the time, and Erglova, who was 19, got together on this during the movie. They fell in love during the movie. Uh, they went on tour together afterwards. They, they broke up in 2009. He had known her for a little while before this. So there is some slight, I guess, post hoc creepiness to it, I, I, I would suppose. I don't know if either of them feel that way, but and ne- nothing has ever come of it. Like nothing has ever been said there was anything appropriate happen or anything, but take that as you will. It was, nom- it was nominated for one Academy Award, which it won Best Original Song, um, and also be- nominated and won Best Foreign Film at the Independent Spirit Awards. I remember very clearly just being in time and place like when this one best original song, it was like one of the first times where I was like something of our hours, like, you know, something of our generations <laughs> w- w- was winning thi- things, you know what I mean? Sure. Whereas like this, I, w- I'm, I was very surprised uh, that it won. Even I loved it, but it was very surprised that it, that right, it won. We,
0: we, I remember always taking like the victory on a nomination. Like, oh, that that rock band got a nomination. But yeah. if, I guess Randy Newman's gonna win it. You <laughs> yeah. know, like look, <laughs> that, that would be that would be, that, that'd be the feeling. And yeah, that I, I, I remember you at this time, it was it was like your your daily routine featured this song. Like yes. this song was 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 very much part of your life in that time.
1: The whole soundtrack was part I used to listen yes. to the whole soundtrack. I love the soundtrack. I love the movie. It was 2007. I was in grad school in New York City. So I got to go. I saw the movie in the theaters in the city. It was like a really wonderful experience. I I went to the the, pictures. I went to the picture show. I remember seeing the trailer once before me like, man, I got to see this movie because I was in film school. This the sort of like independent sort of down and dirty movie was very appealing to me. In fact, it was a musical was very appealing to me as well. And I remember seeing it and loving it that year. I don't remember how it ranked in my like top 10 that year. I'm sure it was very high. Um, If I could go back and find that that top 10.
0: That that um, would have been the first top 10 we ever did in podcast
1: form. It's true. So I might be able, I might be able to go back to old audio files. And, because and find I it.
0: was at a loss that year. And I think I said my favorite movie of 2007 was The Bourne Ultimatum. Okay. <laughs> which, which it's not. I think if push comes to shove, it's going to be Zodiac.
1: I would say that that, oh, right. That was the Zodiac year. *Bourne Ultimatum was probably my top 10 that year. Probably, I would say. I don't think we ever did our like retrospective 2007 podcast for talking movies back when you were doing that. Okay. So Ratatouille was out that year. Hot fuzz came out that year. Michael Clayton came out our second 2007 movie. Super bad. No country for old men. Zodiac. There will be blood. Okay. So I I can kind of see my, my top 10 sort of diving bell. The butterfly was definitely very, very high on my list that year. It was a Juno. So yeah, it was, it was, it was a, it was a good year. Um, and I saw a lot of the movie in the movie here because I was living in the city. So like, I didn't have to worry about it going wide for me to be able to see and stuff. And kids, like that's
0: that's really what we're trying to do here. We're trying to tell you how cool we were 15 years ago. And this is not a lie. <laughs> it was like, Brian, you need to come over and watch The Diving Bell on the Butterfly. We did that and for then, a podcast. <laughs> and then I did. I know. <laughs> but, but, but that was still what my like Friday night was. Oh,
1: yeah, 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 yeah. You know? We were so much cooler then than we are now, even though that sounds super lame. I
0: know, I know.
1: <laughs> And then five years later, we turned into a musical on Broadway, which is probably how I, I'm guessing more people actually probably know it from its musical incarnation in many ways than from the movie version of, of it. but it won it was nominated for eleven Tony Awards. Christine Milatti, who you know, the mom from How I Met Your Mother, and she's been in a bunch of other stuff now. Um, that's where she that she kind of made her mark in, in that. It's a great movie that I, I love. You, you, I begged Brian to see it for fifteen years. Yep. It's the um, one of the most Brian ass movies I have ever seen, and I could not understand, especially in a time like two thousand and seven, when you were seeing so much stuff. Why you like refused to see one? Well,
0: I, 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 have a short answer for that, and we and we broached it maybe a little bit, mm-hmm. or maybe not on this show that was my breakup year. I had a a film going compadre who we saw everything together and he just kind of disappeared. And 2007 was the year that I I lost that friendship. Mm -hmm. And it was like a dark year for me for movies. I just didn't have the same drive that I I used to have. And I had been waning on like how much I used, you know, I went to the movies like 200 times in 2003, but then like, you know, 150 in 06. <laughs>
1: yeah, yeah. It was still much more movies than anybody normal person ever yeah, would see. Yeah, say. yeah, yeah.
0: But, but there's so much stuff in 07 that just kind of like fell by the wayside. Yeah. Um, and and, and I, I do remember you wanting me to see it and I do, I I thought I had seen the first 30 minutes of it and it turns out I'd seen the first like 16 to 18
1: minutes. Of it. Right, yeah. Which we'll um, get into because I, I know why you've seen the first 16 minutes. But when do you think this movie opened, Brian? So I will tell you right now. This movie never was in more than 150 theaters in its entire run. This feels very much like a March release. You're, you're close, but you're not quite there. It's a May release. Okay. Its first, its first weekend was in two theaters. It was May 18th, 2007. May 25th, 2007, it went to 20 theaters. And then June 1st, 60. June 8th, 95. And then June 15th, 120. And that was kind of yeah, where it, it that where it kind of it, it fluctuated between one hundred and twenty and one hundred and forty, basically for the next couple of weeks.
0: I mean, it w- it was available to me because I I lived in a yeah. you know not quite B not quite C market city that had an, a couple art houses, and I could have done it, and I just didn't.
1: Yeah, so just a week, it went to one hundred and twenty theaters, which is basically it's wide. Let's call it it's wide <laughs> like release. It was it was June fifteenth, two thousand and seven. I'm wondering if you have any idea what the number one movie of the year, was, the number one movie of the weekend was. Oh, oh, in June oh seven. Yeah, June fifteenth, two thousand and seven. Transformers, Fantastic Four, Rise of the Silver Surfer, opened with fifty eight million dollars. I missed June. Transformers by a week. And then the rest of the top five was Fantastic Four, Ocean's thirteen. Can you go? Can you go to the next week? Yeah, sure. Let's I want to see. say
0: Transformers is, is that next week. The 22nd? No, it was
1: July 4th. Oh, yeah, because the, the 22nd is Evan Almighty was yep. the number one movie. Okay. With $31 million, followed up by 1408 <laughs> with $20 million.
0: Summer blockbuster right the there. Summer
1: blockbuster right there. Uh, so July 4th, so it would be July, yeah, July 6th, 2007. Okay. Transformers opens with $70 million. Okay. So, yeah, so kind of know our our places and where we were when we saw or didn't see the movie. Brian, we haven't talked about this at all. Brian did not did not send me a a preview of how he felt I about it once. I didn't. So, what did you think about this 2007 film?
0: Well, th- this is this is a mistake, but it was due to being old and tired. I did watch it in two settings, at uh, two sittings,
1: which um, is insane cuz it's an hour and 20 minute movie know, that, that moves like a fucking rollerco- moves like a fucking freight train.
0: <laughs> well, I I disagree with that. I think that the first 30 minutes or so is almost painfully student film-like and I felt very out of it I mean there you know tons of directors do this but like using non-professional actors to tell this story it it just kind of took me out of it from the very beginning and and I kind of remember that from whatever it was you know 13 14 years ago when I tried to watch it once oh hey that's the name of the show. <laughs> so, like, you know, it, it movie opens and we see Hansard busking and some guy trying to rob him, and he chases him down, and they have a nice little moment. And then the next shot is that amazing shot of him in the deep background playing "What What Will You Say to Me Now?" Is that say what it you, to me now? Say it to me now. And mm-hmm. and then kind of the 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 rack into like this really crazy it's not a crazy close-up but it just we get really intimate really tight pretty fast yeah and then there's this two shot of of he and she talking by the way these are two unnamed characters they're in the credits guy and girl girl.
1: yeah anybody has a name except for i think the like engineer
0: andre yeah or something like that whatever his name is that that guy's great i like that guy but like it just it it felt barely put together to me and I'm gonna say something
1: and you're gonna lose your mind. I'm already losing my mind. Go go ahead. I don't think the two
0: of them have that that great chemistry.
1: Oh man, I, you are crazy. I like I'm gonna let you finish something, but like I, I can't I couldn't disagree more with almost everything you're saying, but you can go ahead.
0: I'm I'm gonna give you the, the broad strokes here. I definitely didn't dislike it. I definitely liked it. I did not love it. I came away feeling like, wow, that's that's a really nice little movie. Like it didn't do, I know what it's done to you. I know what it's done for you. And you're absolutely right. This is the most me ass movie because, because basically it's before sunset or it's before sunrise with guitar.
1: Yeah, um, yeah Yes. In many in some ways. Yes, absolutely. In a lot of ways, right?
0: Yeah. These people kind of go for this ride together and they don't really, and they're mm. learning about each other. It, it, yes, it's an hour and 26 minutes. I feel like there's like 45 minutes of story in it. The the things, the things that work for me the most in this movie are these crazy performances. So fa- falling slowly happens
1: 14, pretty early on. 14 minutes into the movie. Yep. Yeah. Um, I, I looked, I, I paused it to look at the, at the, at the sure. time.
0: And, and, and it's done a few times where Carney incorporates, I mean, it, it, it's kind of obvious, but it really works that, Studio recording layer, but we're we're watching what's supposed to be a live mm-hmm. diegetic yeah. performance. Yeah, right. And we're but we're hearing strings and harmonies that we shouldn't. Yeah, to hear, yeah. Of course. Right. Yeah, yeah. And it's incredibly effective.
1: Yeah, but he's really smart about it about like the way they build it, right? Because oh, it's it, yeah, it's, it starts just guy and a, and a guitar. The way that, the way that they build falling slowly, which it's 14 minutes, and it's like it is the song from the movie, right? It's the Not that there are, there are a bunch of really great songs in this movie, but it is like the showstopper, like, you know, most memorable thing, right? From, from the movie, it's 14 minutes in. And I love that it starts with him teaching her the song.
0: I'll put it there, yeah. Mm-hmm. This is in C, yeah?
1: Yeah, okay, I can see that.
0: Okay. So go, goes, down. Da goes da 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 yeah, and then there's a bit in there. Can you can you do that? it. And then there's another part that goes there. So you have those two bits, mm-hmm. and the chorus goes. <laughs> That's it. Perfect. Brilliant. So, do you want to give a spin? Yes. Okay.
1: Try it. Two, You know, and teaching her each part and teaching her like, this is the first part of the verse, the second part of the verse, here's the chorus. Yep. You know, and like at the beginning, you know, he's sort of like, he's sort of helping her along and sort of, and she's sort of like learn, like she's sort of like figuring it out. And then once you get into like that, like that that second verse, basically, it starts to like, it starts to kind of take off into the more studio feeling. Have you seen the 2018 A Star is Born? Uh, Yes, yes, I have, yes.
0: Okay, so that movie Ha, ha, again, this is this is a wildly effective scene. Mm. But for those who haven't haven't seen it, the uh, Bradley Cooper character is a big rock star. The Lady Gaga character is a kind of you know si- she wants to be a singer. She's a waitress, and they meet and they have a it's a really nice meet cute. They're hang- hanging out all night, getting messed up, and she sings him this song of hers that she's working on, and. The plot point of A Star Is Born is that probably Cooper is incredibly drunk all the time.
1: Yes, that is the main. <laughs>
0: yeah. Yes, that's his, that's his name, Jackson uh, Maine. Yeah. So the next night, he sends a car for her to come to his show, and she just thinks she's there to, like, hang on backstage yeah. and, and watch. And he tells her, get out here, I'm doing your song. You guys sing it. And she goes, what are you talking about? And he has figured out an arrangement of the song. He doesn't really know how the song goes. It doesn't make any sense. The moment's amazing. It's, it's like yeah. goosebumps inducing, crazy, like movie snapshot moment. In this movie, it works 100%. Like, mm-hmm. the, what's really fascinating about how this movie works is, the, is like the language of musicians. And, mm-hmm. you know, because he, he, he's a little like, and this only happens for about a minute, maybe. He's like maybe a little skeptical of like her skills or what yeah. she can do, like, you know, she, she doesn't own a piano, because she can't afford one. She
1: knows you know a else? little bit about music, she, she says, I know a little bit about music, yep. like, she's underselling herself as well, right, and then, right. when you, when his face, when she's playing the Mendelssohn piece, yeah, where yeah, he's, yeah. Like, he's like, oh man, she's <laughs> way better than I am, <laughs> you know, that yeah. look on his yeah. face, yeah, yeah.
0: And, and and I'm skipping ahead a little bit, but like there's a, that scene in the studio where they win over the engineer, yeah, in a matter of, of seconds, because mm-hmm. of the of how good they are, a a slapped together band. Yeah, we don't know how long they've been rehearsing, but we know it's a couple days. Couple at, days, at, yeah, at, at days. most, right? Yeah. So the 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 language of these musicians speak together in this movie is is really effective. I just was kind of expecting to be swept off my feet
1: with the love story, and I just never was. So what I, you know, I explain how much I, I love the movie, but you know the the reasons why I love the movie are kind of twofold. One is obviously the, the songs, right. And, and how good I think they are and just how magical I kind of think Hansard's voice is when he's hitting those certain notes. And when he's singing those certain lines, like you mentioned the beginning song, right? The say it to me now, he's singing his guts out on the street.
0: And if you have something to say, you better say it now. This is what you've waited for Yet chance to eat the score And lastly shallows firm Yes
1: for me watching it I can feel like every hurt this guy has ever had in his life right in that moment and that's because he's a great performer right and that's and that comes through in, in those moments and then just stuff like that the that note that he sings and the quality of the voice when he sings that the, the the word time in in falling slowly it like pierces through my entire being i
0: just, I just got the goosebumps you know <laughs> you, you just said a word
1: so that, that's part of it right and i think you know we'll talk about other songs as we, as we go through and talk about the movie but the songs, the, another part of it is for me, yes, they're not trained actors. And yes, they are not, the, the thing isn't, the movie isn't constructed in a, a big budget or even, you know, kind of middle budget Hollywood way of putting together a movie. And I'm not saying Hollywood in like a derogatory sense. I love, you know, movie ass movies, right? Like I, I, I have no, I don't, I don't, I don't have any derisive quality to, you know, at any movies that are made in, in with just really skilled craftsmen who are really good at their job have a, have a good budget and have the the crew the crew around them to make like you know really solid visual movies with the cast of actors who are highly trained and, and are and are very good right but it's the pers- it's the personal kind of dirty down on the ground sort of nature of this movie that I think gives it its magic to me. If if there was somebody else playing Hansard's part or playing or playing Glova's part, would they technically probably maybe be better actors? Yes, absolutely. You could find better actors than these people, but there's just something about the feeling of the movie, as well as the way the, the filmmaking, it feels like somebody who's like doesn't really know how to make a movie, trying to make a movie, you know, or not having the not having the tools not having the tools to pull off the things he wants to pull off, like some moving camera stuff and other stuff like that. You know, the fact that all of those things sort of like that, that feeling gives the, gives the movie a, a authenticity to me where I feel like I'm sort of like on the ground with these people as they are finding each other and sort of like finding their, like overcoming this sort of bump in both of their lives. And, you know, I, I, re- that's the thing that I really respond to with the movie. And and to me, it's like part of what's magical about movies in general is that you can have a movie that, you know, looks amazing with the best actors in the world and it can be really effective and really hit you. And then you can have a movie that's made for, you know, $200,000 and shot with a shitty camera with natural light that has the same effect on me because I feel like I'm experiencing something that, you can't replicate in a bigger budget type of situation. And and I think that's one of the things that really, really hits me about the movie is there are these moments where I, I just feel like there's a camera put down in front of these two people and they're just, and we're just seeing their sort of relationship develop, romantic and friendship develop at the same time um, and that's really the reason why I love it. I, I also think the ending is perfect. Like I think the, the way it ends is, is is amazing, and I love it. A- and and it just that's part of the reason for me. That's the two reasons for me. It's sort of I, I, the things that you don't like about it the 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 unprofessional acting and the sort of grittier film style of it. I mean, you're because not, it you're... is like it is like a glossed down version, right? You you mentioned before Sunrise, right? Sure. Before Sunrise is has two you know established, established actors. actors i mean definitely probably isn't as a, isn't really super established at, at, at this moment at, when she starts in in before sunrise right i don't she'd know been in she, movies before she's been in movies before she, also she, a filmmaker she's, who she's had made a movie a filmmakers who had made a movie before right like link letter is not like i have I, they're not going to give me any money i can't i don't have access to a film camera i have to grab a camera off the shelf right Th- that's not what that's not what he is right so it's like the come like for compared to this movie, it's the glossed up version, right? Of, of this movie. And, and I love that movie too. But for, for me, like this movie, if this movie was shot beautifully, like with a beautiful camera and had two great actors in it, I don't think I would love it as much as I, as I love it. As it is. And I'm not
0: saying that I want that. I'm, I'm say, I'm not even saying that everything that you explained of what's for you is wrong in any sort of way. I'm I saying know. I'm saying it doesn't. I didn't get that switch flipped. Mm-hmm. It didn't do what it's done for so many people. To me, yeah, you know, were, and I mentioned you know moments of these songs that are that we're seeing. Those are the songs that are doing it right. Like just cause,
1: yeah, but the songs are part of the movie. You can't, you can't, you can't say, you can't say, oh, the movie would be bad if it didn't have these songs. Like they are intertwined. They are one. You know what I mean? Like that. That is part of the movie like, okay would you be would you, he's like oh like i don't know i'm trying to think of a musical if you took out the songs it wouldn't be as effective like what no. like what does that mean okay
0: it's it's probably an assumption that i have made that is completely unfounded but this is kind of how i i feel Ye- yes it won best original song mm-hmm. because i'm assuming it had not been published anywhere before but i don't believe that glenn hansard wrote these songs for the movie once he did though I believe Glenn Hansard wrote these songs, and they built the movie around it.
1: Okay, but you're saying that out of with no knowledge of whether or not that's true or not. It, it's it's what I've. Okay, what but I, what okay. we Brian? Can I just interrupt you? What yeah. we've learned over the last couple of years is those kind of assumptions are the wrong assumptions to make. Like you can't. Sure, 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 sure. No, no, no. I I want to do this. I want. Yeah, that, that's probably... So
0: a good example of this like
1: i mean all i can say is that of, of, of what Carney has said which sure. is he wanted this movie, he wanted to make a movie of uh, this movie and he asked glenn hansard to give him anecdotes about being a busker and, and writes and compose music for the movie that is what he has whether glenn hansard was like i also have a, I have a couple of songs that i haven't released yet that i would like to put in this movie you know that's another story i, I can't speak to that or not you know what i mean but all we can say is about what, what has been said, you know, from the the people who created the movie.
0: I'm tr- I'm trying to find I'm, I'm not trying to justify what I just said. I'm trying to explain where that feeling comes from. Of like I let me go down this road for a second. So Springsteen on Broadway. Okay. Did you watch it? No. Okay. So you know what it was though, right?
1: Not really. I just know he did a Broadway thing. Yeah, he, I don't he, know.
0: He, he did like a few months, maybe it could have been maybe six where he was going mm-hmm. on stage, you know, six times a week and mm-hmm. telling, you know, kind of his story through his songs. And right, he, yeah, yeah, he, he, yeah, yeah. Two and a half hours, whatever. Right. So, you know, winning a Tony for that makes sense. Cause he was on Broadway. He mm-hmm. gave us a performance, right? But they put it on Netflix and then it won an Emmy. And I'm like, all you did was point a camera at the thing that was on Broadway.
1: Yeah, that happens all the time, though. I don't know what, you, what you're even talking about. Like, that happens all the time. Okay, uh, okay. so it didn't... Because if you're going to tell me it doesn't take skill to film a live event, then, you know, there's somebody directing that. There's somebody oh. choosing camera angles. There's somebody, mic- like, you know, mixing that audio. There's, no, there's a no, lot no. of, my, of my, craft.
0: My, my issue is is with Springsteen having the Emmy.
1: Okay. Well, 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 I don't want to litigate Springsteen having an Emmy f- over once. I don't understand what the what the what, comparison is. Where,
0: where I was trying to go, and I, I'm not, not going to be able to get where I want to go, is is that I I think I thought that these were f- like frame songs that were reappropriated, or just like things that were laying around and not written for the movie, and I don't know why I thought that.
1: I mean, I'm sure there are a few of them that probably are right. I- I'm sure, sure that there are ones that he had written before, or have been, f- or have been, you know, on the table as being frame songs that were used for the movie. The frames is said the beginning, but the frames is the his, band that Glenn Hansard up fronts right. He's an Irish band.
0: Not to be confused with, with the Swell Season,
1: right? Which is which was the his the gr- duet, his duo yeah. with her. Yeah, with we, would say Torval, which I saw at Radio City. Oh, musical. you did? Yeah, I saw the oh, Radio City Music Hall. Oh, wow. Yeah, yeah. He sang, uh, and he sang, "Say It to Me Now," unplugged. I, I was going
0: to ask you that. Yeah, like, he
1: just he pulled the thing and he just, he just fucking, I was in the back and he just like belted it out and it was like unbelievable. <laughs> so,
0: I feel pretty lucky. So we so we saw that once. We saw Guster yes. unplug and sit on the, on the end of the stage and was yeah. Jesus on the radio, I think.
1: Yeah, I think it was, yeah.
0: Right? Mm-hmm. Matt Nathanson, a guy I like a lot, I've seen him do the last song, it, like j- going into the crowd with the guitar and be unplugged. And are you familiar with Straight No Chaser? The, I've heard of them, yeah. I don't know uh, any of they're their, their acapella uh, group.
1: I don't know any of them. I don't know them. But Jill and I, I see them every them. year. Okay. And
0: uh, so this would be their f- the fourth show I've seen of theirs. And it was probably my least favorite. I mean, it mm-hmm. was easily my least favorite until the encore when they stood in a circle like you do in the acapella group when you're in
1: mm-hmm.
0: college, right? And they did Oh Holy Night, literally unplugged. And I'm like, well, that was, that was worth a price of admission. Uh, right. Yeah. <laughs> that, next time, can we just do this ten minute show and I'll be, I'll, I'll be all set. Yeah. Yeah. So, I I think I mean, that that makes sense, right? That that maybe maybe if I have this predisposition towards I don't know that that the the movie is a little bit of a cheat that it's not you know
1: I mean also though you like you you love Moulin Rouge. I do, yeah, but, but and the, those are uh, those are un un, un 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 inarguably songs that already existed. They put into oh a yeah, movie. of course,
0: of course. <laughs> Uh, well, other than the ones that, other didn't. than
1: the yeah yeah they didn't yeah 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 yeah
0: no I I, I I I don't I don't know where that comes from I'm talking myself in a circle here I, mean, I know I, it's
1: okay I'm fine with, like Brian like I'm fine like I was talking about this and you not liking or not not disliking the movie but not loving the movie but
0: you know it doesn't make uh, any sense to you why I don't which is we, it we, doesn't make any sense to me but I'm like fine to, with you'd like to figure it out
1: I'm, I would like to figure it out I would like to just you know obviously like you know not 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 like throw accusations around at the creative team that they like they were lazy or whatever um, well, well, well i well I, I do think there are shots that are super lazy in this movie Wait. i don't think it's lazy the other thing like i don't think it's laziness i think it is someone trying to make a movie who has never made a movie before i don't i don't i don't think i don't think that it's a situation where They're like oh i could have gotten a better shot but i did this one because i didn't feel like doing anything better you know, I think okay. he just figuring it out because there are sometimes where is the, the shots... wrong word,
0: but 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 it, it, it sophomoric perhaps. Yeah, well, like, there's definitely know. a
1: lack of, of of filmmaking. Like, there's that shot technical when, filmmaking skill
0: when he when he when he steals his dad's bike. And he, yeah, yeah. Like, like, and and they and the camera comes from the ground up, and when mm-hmm. they're, when they're when they're taken off, mm-hmm. and it, and it feels like it feels like we're light as air, and if and, mm-hmm. and 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 we're moving like for the first time, it feels mm-hmm. like we're moving. And I don't feel any like anything kinetic like that in in the rest of the way the shots are put together in the movie. Like yeah. that, that that was a breath of fresh air to me.
1: Yeah, I mean there's times like that motorcycle scene when they go to like the the when they go to like the shore. There are definitely things. There are definitely times where I think he's got like a artistic vision for for the for shot composition, and I think other times it's just like I don't know. I'm just gonna shoot this scene however I can shoot it, and we've you know we were we're using natural light and I've got this amount of time and I'm just going to do it sometimes. Like I also read, like they use a lot of long lenses because they didn't have any permits to shoot in Dublin outside. So they had to shoot everything. I'll do it yeah, with long lenses and stuff like that. You know, it's funny cause I haven't seen either of the other movies and I know those are much more traditional, like at least middle budget, you know, funded movies with actors in them, especially begin again, which has, I think Ruffalo and, Kira Knightley in it? it? Yeah. Kira Knightley. Yeah, so I'm pretty sure. So anyway, so back to the, we talked about the filmmaking style, and you mentioned, you mentioned before about the relationship between the two of them. And the, the thing I like about the relationship between the two of them is when I was watching this the other night and she showed up, I had this moment of trepidation where I was like, is this a manic pixie dream girl movie? And I just don't remember <laughs> that it is because it kind of starts with that sort of, you know, very like, right. You know, I come in tomorrow and you fix my vacuum. You know, it's this very, like, she's extremely, I like, have a vacuum. Yeah. She's, ex- she's extremely, <laughs> like, I will walk on the street with my vacuum. Cause yeah, I'm crazy. Exactly. <laughs> that extremely, very much like that sort of thing that would happen in this era of movies. Right. Sure. Where you have this girl and watching the movie I was so relieved that it wasn't. You
0: know, because. So what was what was your moment where you were like, oh, okay, I'm, I'm in the clear.
1: So really it's almost immediately after they have their falling slowly, you know, moment. And then they sort of go back to the house and, you know, she gets, she, he does the whole, like, do you want to stay the night thing? And,
0: and she's, she's like, like fuck Meh. this. Basically, <laughs> fuck
1: this. And she leaves. Right. That, that, that's the line. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. And th- first of all, that's the first sign, right? That. She, because in those movies, the, that subject is never even broached, you know, for a long right. time. Or the girl would be like, you don't want to date me. I'm a weirdo, you know, like that kind of thing or whatever. Blah. Yeah, exactly. But it's, you know, it's really, it's the sort of just their relationship in general, which is not a one sided relationship, right? She doesn't give up. She doesn't, for some reason, dedicate her entire existence to making him happy. You know, like, like these, like those characters tend to do they really have a, a like a very symbiotic relationship where he's helping her in many ways and she's also helping him in a lot of ways and they're sort of like filling in their gaps you know as as they as they move along and they're both very honest with each other right about like this is my life this is i i i wrote this for this girl my ex-husband lives in the Czech republic you know we're trying to figure it out like i i like how they discover the things about each other
0: yeah he asks her if she wants to stay she says fuck this and leaves mm-hmm. And he says he, he won't do that again. Yeah. And he doesn't. He doesn't. And it's. Yeah. And, and, and there's something really wonderful about like, it's not, you know, until we get to our, you know, the end of our second act and he has to make a choice. Yeah, exactly. You know, it's, yeah. It's, it, it isn't that it's it's lovely that it's not that.
1: Yeah. It's about, um, it, uh, that's the thing I love about it too. It's just a, like, you know, what you said, it's just about kind of two nice people who need somebody right now in their lives because they're having a rough time kind of leaning on each other to help them kind of get through a, a bad patch right and finding real companionship and real and th- there is probably there's definitely an attraction there there's definitely you know a thought in both their heads it's, you can see it on his face all the time right i think you can like see him falling in love with her a lot of the time but th- this you know th- there's attraction and there's an interest but There's also this, you know, Kesha says I have responsibility? She has that line, but I love also that she shows him what that is. Right? She has a kid. She has a mother. You know, she has this like kind of like existence where like she lives in this building. It's very communal, and he's he's definitely like a little bit like I didn't expect this when he walked in, but he's never like he's never either like oh fuck this like this is too much for me or all of this is amazing and I'm fully you know he's just he acts like a person like in those in those moments where he's like. Okay, this is kind of nice, or this is kind of weird, and I like that that it's all sort of natural in in that way. I love that he makes the choice. Right, he's gonna leave. He's gonna go kind of follow that his girl that he wrote all these songs for to London, and he tells her. He tells her like, "You're right." You know, he basically says like, "I'm gonna leave. I'm not Monday. I'm gone." But before I go, I really would like to do some relate on some music. Do you want to do it with me? And you know, she's like super pumped about it. Like I like, she's like, oh my God, I get to do, like that's amazing, I'm so happy. And and then she helps him get the loan and you have like the, the loan guy who is like <laughs> playing the guitar. And I just, all of these moments, I just really, I just really like how small and intimate they are and how they never, it never falls into, like you said, someone's gotta make a choice. It's me or him. Like, like he's not here, I'm here. Like no big, conversation between the two of them. You know, it's just like kind of both understand how each one feels, but they know there's a timer with him. He's leaving. There's that one moment, right. Where he's like, you should come with me to London. And, and then, but kind of, she's like that game's not feasible, <laughs> you know? And, she, and, yeah. and it's not like a big dramatic moment. He's not, he's not like super angry about it. He doesn't cry. He's just like, yeah, you're probably right. Like, you know, they, they, they kind of are just mature about the, the whole thing. And I really like that about it. And it's not like it's also not we cut this demo like we have a chance to get this get to this record executive by 2 p.m. on Monday, you know, for the record sure. to get on the radio. It's just sort of like, no, they want to make art to make art because they're good at it. And and it, and it deserves to be heard.
0: I'm going to be the jerk here. I'm, I'm going to be a big old jerk. And, and
1: please,
0: please don't do the thing that you do, which is, you know. Blow it out your ass, Brian. I, I, I don't want that, all right? <laughs> but like, yeah. we know the, the movie opens and he is, you know, playing for street change, mm-hmm. you know, and the guy steals his stuff. You know, it's, it's coins on the ground. Doesn't have much money. You know, he gets. he's getting by. He's trying to make a living just by playing music. I guess he has the job with his dad. But yeah. You have know, family business, right? We
1: don't really know how much money he has, right? We just know that he doesn't have a lot of money. Right, you know, he can't afford can't afford to pay two thousand dollars for a weekend studio session out of right. his
0: pocket. Right, exactly. So he gets the loan. We don't know what that that loan amount is for. Right, no. R- really, like the most wonderful moment, the most wonderful non musical moment of the movie is the ending mm-hmm. where he gives gives her a gift. Mm-hmm. Did he? Is that just from the loan money?
1: It could be. He could also have. You know, we also don't know how much that piano cost right it wasn't the one that he like they played on together that he kind of like longly looked at right. it was obviously like a sort of old uh, a smaller one maybe you know we, we don't know how much it cost right we also know that his dad gave him a couple hundred quid for a place so we don't know if he's spending that on, on the piano okay. you know i don't know where he gets the money from but we also never get the thing where he's like man i can't afford to buy lunch today you know he doesn't have that you know that moment he wants the money from the, the busker that that the heroin addict is trying to steal from him and he ends up giving away the the, sure. the biggest chunk of that money to this guy,
0: and, and maybe maybe that's another like weird mis. I I I know he's not homeless, yeah. But but I also feel like he's very poor.
1: He probably he definitely is not wealthy. <laughs> that's for sure.
0: Yeah, you know, but then again, she she's living with her mom and her daughter, and yeah. you know, and and has to steal from her daughter's piggy bank to go buy batteries. Yeah, uh, that's a cool moment too. Like, getting the again back to the, di- the diegetic stuff. Like she, like she asks to work on a song yeah. of his. Yeah, and you know he and he tells her he tells her that the disc man is not long for this world. <laughs> mm-hmm. <laughs> He's like, and she's like, ah, that's fine goes gets batteries and then she's like, she's working on it in real time for us. Like that's, a, yeah. that's a cool thing.
1: Yeah. Fuck you. Batteries. That's what she says <laughs> when yes. they die. We've all been there. We've all been there <laughs> for sure. <laughs> Looking in the remote and the battery's not and the battery's already being taken out of the remote. Cause they already got used for something else. Oh, been there. Yeah. So I, I, I think he's the sense I get is that he lives with his dad. Rent free. Right. But also partly for his dad. Right. Cause his mom sure. has died. His mom has died. And when he's leaving, he kind of seems like he's hesitant to leave, right? Are you sure you're going to be okay? I can put it off a couple of months. You know, all of these kind of things. So my guess is he has probably a little bit of money, you know, just not enough to take $2,000 out of his bank account to go do a studio session.
0: That scene where we're talking about, well, it's right after he has his dad listen to what they recorded, right? Mm -hmm. I'm going to get very raw right now. Okay. That scene Fucked me up, okay, because of my own relationship with my father. Yeah, my father is not a bad guy. My father is probably, probably has some undiagnosed thing that make him the way that he is. Mm-hmm. Yeah. But I made a record almost twenty years ago, and I came, I just like that. I came home with the master, and I put it on. The, you know, I plunked it in the stereo and played it, and he said, "That's nice. Look at this eBay auction I won." Mm-hmm. And have I ever
1: told you that before? No, not that exact story, I don't think. You've told me um, stories like that before, but not yeah, that and, story.
0: And, 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 I mean, I, w- I was away in, in Pennsylvania for six days, you know, from scratch, my song, Then I had him on a CD, mm-hmm. and that was my dad's reaction. And so I'm watching this scene with trepidation of like, please don't be a dick, please don't be a dick, please don't <laughs> be a dick, and then he goes, it's fucking brilliant. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, 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 yeah. You know, so I th- that scene messed me up a, a, a bunch, because I, I, I'd i been there, and and- I did not get the reaction that guy got,
1: yeah. yeah. It, and it's a really nice little scene, right, between the two of them. And what I like about the movie just what we were talking about before, like we don't get big scenes with his dad, right? But it's not a typical relationship you see in a movie like this with a dad, right? there There's no annoyance with him. There's no it, either way back, you know, well, I mean we we get maybe four, four, or
0: five scenes with him. yeah. And like, it, it there is an arc there though, like yes. when we first when we first see him in the shop, it, it's almost like you know, cantankerous dad doesn't like me doing doesn't like me playing my music. Yeah, yeah, you know? yeah. And none of that said, I just yeah. I, it's a feeling I get, right? Right. And then, but is fixes- it a
1: feeling you get because of the way movies have trained you to think about, like probably working class dad with probably. guy who plays guitar? You know what I mean? But
0: but yeah. Then, we, then we've got the vacuum cleaner being fixed. Yeah, and. And he and Hansard's like no charge, and he's mm-hmm. like, "Well, hold on a second,
1: yeah, <laughs>
0: like a little charge, a little like, charge, a little charge, a little charge." And then we and we 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 move to like him bringing in food for the band while yeah. they're yeah, while yeah, they're yeah. rehearsing, and, yeah, yeah, and and so he becomes more and more endearing as the movie goes on. For sure, yeah, absolutely, and, and that's definitely got to be on purpose.
1: Oh yeah, absolutely, but I but I I, I would I think what again what I love about it is you don't get but you don't get like a big scene where they talk about the mom the, like the mom's gone you know the they don't the, none of those things exist in just this that, movie that latch on the dishwasher yeah <laughs> God, that movie anyway you don't get any of that right it's ju- crazy yeah it's just it's just this very we see little like snipp- it's it's almost like documentary like how we kind of see these moments play out between th- this family They see where he's kind of like no go like please go like it's about it's about time like what are you doing like go <laughs> But, you know, I, I think he's, like, what I like to, His he has that moment where he's like, did you, you wrote this? Like, you know, like, this is great. Same moment with the the, the engineer, right? Where he's, where he's, like, he, that moment where he it takes him, like, takes him, like, you know, 20 seconds to be like, wait a second. Like, I should not be reading this magazine. I should be, like, paying attention to what these people are doing.
0: All right, then, so, uh. Whenever you're ready. Uh okay, let's now for the click track everybody. Uh and away we go. This is uh track one, take one, yeah. Alright lads, here we go. This is it, yeah. right on both counts right i mean like you not nine times out of ten or 99 out of a 100 if you if you have people that green yeah i was i was getting worried when he mentioned the click track Mm -hmm. like the drummer's not gonna be able to play along it's -hmm. gonna gonna be a train wreck and the fact that it isn't and it's one take yeah i'm like how did it take me this long just just (laughs) only be like 45 minutes you're done but but that, that, that's when your mind's made up right that's the, that's when we watch and it's yeah entirety.
1: yeah yeah and that's a thing where like that only works if the songs are great if the songs are actually great right if the songs are mediocre those moments don't work right and, and the fact that the songs are great it it makes it work and i love that about it i love that you know It's like in movies, like, this is the prettiest girl in school. And you're like, yeah, but the unpopular girl is way prettier than the the prettiest girl in school in in this movie that you made. You know, I don't believe what you're saying to me, but I believe here that this guy, who's used to seeing like a lot of people come in and probably record very mediocre things, this guy comes in and he's super talented and he takes notice of it, right? And he gets really invested in making this demo for them because he's just... It kind of, wow, like these people are really good. And one of the things I love about the movie, another thing I love about the movie is it speaks to something that, you know, I think when, you know, when I was, you know, 15 years ago, I didn't really know, I didn't really realize, but I've learned more and more over the years as as I've gotten older about musicians and people who play music is that there are all these like truly great musicians and artists just everywhere who don't get any recognition, who are just amazing at what they do. And if you saw them play in, in a vacuum, you would be just like blown away by what they were able to achieve and how invested they were in what they were doing and you know how talented they were. And this movie really focuses on that in a, in a lot of ways with him, with her, with that band he pulls off the street with that, like, artist's dinner or whatever that he brings her uh, to. Yeah,
0: that's, that seems great, too.
1: When they play that, what's it called? Oh, God. The, the Gold.
0: And I love her soul.
1: I wouldn't trade her for gold. Walking on
0: moonbeams. I was born with a silver sword.
1: It, like makes me want to cry and smile at the same time. I don't know what it is uh, about it, but
0: I feel like a Mumford and Sons video.
1: Yeah. I just love that appreciation going back to what you said earlier, about like musicians talking like musicians and people, you know, speaking in music, you know, to, to each other. This movie has a deep appreciation uh, for that. I mean, Carney was, a, was in the frames. Like, so, oh, okay. Didn't yeah. Know that. So, uh, you know, so obviously, like he, he's a musician, he has a background in it, but you can feel that love everywhere. And that's why I say it's about, it's just about them making music, right? It's not it's not about, there's no plan what to do with this CD when they're done with it. You know, it's just, we did this thing. And... I mean, you're going to be
0: very unhappy when that loan payment starts coming due.
1: <laughs> yes. But yeah, you know, and when, and when he says like, when she says, I talked to my husband last night and he's going to come. Like, you can tell that, you know, the 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 guy character is slightly disappointed right he but he's also happy for her but he's also happy he's, for her yeah
0: i'm reframing mm. how i might like i i know you'll disagree with me but but i'm 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 wondering for me if i look at this movie as not about romantic love but about you know yes there's flirtation there there's the the hint of something that could be but Back to what you were saying, but these two people just trying to, like, lean on each other. Mm-hmm. Like, that that relationship is... I think that's what the movie is about. It's yes. not about them actually falling in love. N- no, I don't the, think it is either. Which, which is the way that it was not only marketed, but how, how people have talked about it for mm-hmm. 15 years. Like, oh, watch these two people fall in love. Were they just talking about the two of them? <laughs> like, Yeah, mostly. In, yeah, I think so. You know, in, in real life, because... That's not what the movie's about.
1: Yeah. The movie is about two people making a connection, right? A very strong connection in a very short period of time. And maybe they are, they've fallen in love. You know what I mean? But love isn't an, isn't enough in this situation. Right? It's not love about isn't any
0: splendor thing.
1: <laughs> yeah. It's not about we, we fell in love and all that matters is our love and our, our connection. And that, that it's going to, it's going to, it's going to tear down the cosmos, how much we love each other. You know, it it is very much about these people having a deep personal connection. And in the end going like, yeah, but like, I still love this girl who lives in London and I have a husband, the father of my child, and I need to try to make that work. Maybe I still love him. It's just not the right place and time for us, you know? And, And, I love that little scene between them where, you know, he's like, just come back afterwards. And she's like, well, the only reason I come back is like hanky panky. And that would be nice, you know, but it would be kind of pointless is kind of what she says. Right. Yeah.
0: I mean, there's a, there's a very similar moment in before sunset.
1: Yeah. Yeah. He's like, come back anyway, <laughs> you know? And, and she doesn't, well, well, he's, a, he's, a, he's a little like, what did you just say? Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> come again. Come again. And you know, she doesn't show up and then he goes to her house and she's not there. And they just, you know, it's just sort of, it's over, you know.
0: It, that's the fir- the only time that it's really apparent that they're getting around that these people don't have character names.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: Yeah, You ask your mom, "Is herself there?" I mean, that's like that's like a, a, a Irish like way to speak, right? You know, but like <laughs> a, a lot of times, like when you don't when you have a character who's unnamed or a character, it's harder to do characters. That yeah, like it's you're you're on this very slippery slope where it can feel like a gimmick like immediately the, the worst recent offender of it is ridley scott's the counselor <laughs> i didn't see that every character goes what's going on counselor <laughs> Counsel- <laughs> like they, they they say counselor for every time he's being addressed just, and that, just give him a name at that point but like driver in drive is done very well in mm-hmm. yeah, the end i it, my wife watching it with me she, when the credits rolled, she's like oh it didn't have names. I thought yeah. I missed something. Like, no, I mean, I I knew we had never gotten it. Yeah, but it never bothered me, which was, yeah, which which is hard to do.
1: I mean, the time, like you said, it's it's the best version of that is when you don't think about it, right? Is sure. you know, like your wife had when the credits roll, and you go, oh, right, yeah, yeah. they never said their names. You know that. Yeah, it, that is definitely the best version. of it. When when they call it out, like you're saying, that's the time where it's like. Okay, guys, we get it. You're being clever, all right. They don't have a name. Yeah, I get how, it. How, how many times can we call him Kid? Yeah, <laughs> exactly. And yeah, that, and then we have the ending, right, where he goes off and and gets on the bus and and just, I, I just love the ending. Like he's not, you know, he, you can tell he's a little bit forlorn, right? He's excited to go, you know, but he has those moments where he's kind of like, "This is, I'm leaving something, right? I'm le- I'm leaving an opportunity that might that might be something, to." go after this other thing that I I know that I love and the same with her. Like she gets that piano and she's so happy, right. And she's playing the piano in, in her, in her apartment and her, everything's buzzing around her. And she has that one, that, that first one where she lets us have to look out the window for a moment and she goes back and you think, okay, is that going to be it? And then the movie ends. So she's kind of looking out the window as the camera sort of like pulls away from, from the window. And I think she, you know, they have this it's a similar sort of feeling.
0: Also, also, I, I I would have bet money, and that would have won. That Fong slowly makes a return appearance. Oh so, yeah, 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 yeah. Because I'm like, yeah, it, can't, it happened so early on, like, yeah, and 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 it's played again, mm-hmm. and it's and it's got to be that. I mean, you do it right, you know, that moment in the editing room where you're like, and now, yeah, and <laughs> and, and and directed by, and oh,
1: yeah, yeah, yeah. You know, and, and there are times I, I and again. Arglova is dealing with two impedances, right? She's not an actress and obviously English is not, English her, is first, not her, her first, her first language. language. Right. So she's dealing with a, a double boundary to effectiveness. And, you know, I, I think for that, like a lot of more of her, she has a lot less lines than he does. Right. And, and her lines are, she has more of, I guess like the jokes a lot of the time, you know, in the, in, in the movie than he does. Cause her voice is, is, has such a quality to it that it's, that it it comes off humorous a a lot of the time. I I still think she's pretty good in the movie, but I like, there are times with him, not so much when he's like delivering lines as much as just like in the quieter moments where I forget that he's not an actor. Like there are just times like when he goes into that music shop to, to buy the piano for her and he, and he looks at the piano and he, and that's when you see her falling slowly, start to come back in. Like I can see it all on his face. You know what I mean? I can, I can see the entire, the entire journey that he's having internally on his face in in those moments, and yeah, I, I mean, I obviously I love the movie. I I, I think it's wonderful. I, I I think, as I said at the beginning, I can see the things that you're saying. Like I I think you're right. It's not a technically proficient movie. It it just isn't. But for me, I just don't care that it isn't. I guess it 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 adds. Like I said at the beginning, it adds for me to sure. what to the effectiveness of of it. And I just do love that sometimes it's just like. You know, it's just like, hey, aren't these songs effing great? We're just going to let you, we're just going to play a whole one of them right now. And they're just going to play it. And that's it. Like, that's what, it's just going to be a performance. It's not even going to be like intercut with montage. It's just going to be Glenn Hansard singing or or him and her singing together.
0: And I once upon a time, I did own a guitar that was it, also a Takamini mm-hmm. that was maybe, if I'm being generous, Twenty percent as messed up as his. Is. Yeah,
1: I th- I thought of that guitar when I was watching it, for sure.
0: <laughs> and that guitar was stolen ten years ago. Yeah, and I hope that someone. Oh, no, I'm not going to say anything bad. <laughs> I, I I hope I hope someone's doing great. I hope they I I hope they sold it to get into whatever program they need to get into.
1: So can I ask you as a as a musician, Brian, and as someone who's like you said made a. a oh oh okay. Sorry, <laughs> no, I don't want you to sing. Recorded a couple of you know albums or demos or whatever professionally is the car test a real thing i i've
0: never heard of that okay but when i saw that moment i'm like that's brilliant and Mm -hmm. i need to make sure i i need to like put that in my back pocket Mm -hmm. car test is awesome idea
1: yeah I, i mean i would assume the idea of like we need to listen to this on other speakers than just like these giant like sure you know tens of thousands of dollars worth of audio equipment speakers is probably a good idea but I, I didn't know if that was specifically a thing. And there's a moment I could, too I
0: couldn't help think about how little money it is, like for a whole weekend. Yeah, what are we pay, What are we paying Andre? <laughs> what, what are you paying these guys? Yeah,
1: yeah, 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 yeah. You know? yeah. Well, I think the guys that 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 is on whatever, you know, Hansard is doing like, you know, that the guy character is doing. I don't think those, those are not studio musicians. So
0: no, no, they're not. But but they still they still had to pay them for their time for.
1: Well, I'm, you know, I'm saying guy. In, addition to,
0: in addition Yeah, guy yeah. In, in addition to the two grand for yes. the weekend. Yeah. Two grand for the weekend includes the engineer.
1: Includes the engineer. Yes.
0: But whatever additional to pay for these three other people, he, he's not paying her.
1: Yeah, no, he's not paying her for sure. Not. also like that the guy, the guy, the guy who owns it is a little bit like, I can book this thing t- in an hour. I'm like, then why haven't you? Right. it's like right. a day away from what they're two days away from when right. they need it. You know, obviously, you're not gonna have the. You, you, you need to, to rent that studio space out. You're gonna lose more money. Yeah, I don't know how much they're paying Andre for they're for a whole, whole weekend.
0: Yeah, that's a lot. He's there for a whole weekend. Yeah, you know. Think about he's, what that studio smells like.
1: Yeah, it probably does not smell good. Burritos and. <laughs>
0: yeah oh, um,
1: Yeah. so i love the movie i think it's wonderful i mean it is probably i mean for me it's like you know it's like a top 20 maybe 25 movie for me but the top 25 all time probably i love it man like I, i know you do last night when i watched it i was buzzing you know what i mean i was just like it just fills me up With 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 this like with just immense feelings like I got like from the tip of my toes to the top of my head I'm just like filled with feelings when when I finish the movie and 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 I'm and I'm I'm sad that it didn't
0: do that for me you know I mean maybe you
1: should watch it in one sitting when you aren't exhausted
0: (laughs) yeah but, but 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 sometimes you know like I was I was thinking about that today before we recorded I was like
1: this this guy screwed up so bad
0: by showing his hands so early with tick tick boom. Cause like, cause like no, nothing is going to be as good as that, that, that movie is still in my dreams. It's like, I open up Spotify. and It's like, Oh, you know what you want? You mm-hmm. little bitch.
1: I just like the, the experience of the indiness of the filmmaking. I just really connect to as well. This idea of just take a camera out and do it. You know what I mean? I, I just, I love that, that sensibility to it. It reminds me cause I, that's same reason why I love those mumblecore movies. Which is, a, I don't, I'm not sure if people even know listening to this podcast what Mumblecore is anymore, but. It's not the rap genre. No, but the, I also, I loved a bunch of those movies for the same reason where it was just like. I, I always hated, like, weird take. Like, I, I hate the term foodie. Okay.
0: Because, and I know that there are some people who like eat a burrito every day. And I, like, that's what they do and, mm-hmm. that's, and, they don't, and they don't care. Those people are so few and far in between that most people enjoy food. Most people like food and want to, like, have good food experience. Yeah. So then foodie is just another word for person who eats food.
1: Yeah. No, I would say foodie, much like film buff or, or like, a wine person or yeah, whatever. but, but, but you like, don't
0: need wine and you don't need movies, whereas you do need food. Yes, but so you like, don't
1: need, like, you don't need to have an understanding of, like, the inner workings of flavor profiles and stuff to enjoy food. But foodies, I, I think, like... That's what separates them. Is they 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 are like a connoisseur of, okay. of food.
0: I don't know why I was saying that.
1: I don't know why either. I thought you had a point that you were. Wrapping I, I did.
0: Yeah. I I was gonna I was gonna hook it to something else. Something I about
1: I was talking about mumblecore. I was talking about filmmaking. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah.
0: But like mumblecore movies were just movies where people talk a lot. Yes, but it was with, it was with, with, with these shoestring budgets yeah. and and that and and they were very very loose on plot. Like yes. just kind of. It, they, they were hangout movies where yeah. people talked, but that's a lot of movies. Yes.
1: But, it, pe- but, but there was like a much like, what was that? I don't remember what that, what was the school filmmaking? Lars von Trier belonged to Dog,
0: Dogman 95.
1: Yeah. So they had like the list of rules, right. That were like, these are the rules of the movies that we make. Bumblecore had, like wasn't as didactic as that, but it was similar. There was like, there was like, there was like a set of pre- like, like,
0: okay. I, like I, I never knew that
1: that they sort of worked off of. And they then then once they once it started expanding out that that, that genre that that group of movies kind of died when they started and some of those movies are very good but like when they made like Baghead which is a really good movie and then they made Hump Day and they made they, those movies started to expand out of those things and then they kind of just those filmmakers and those actors well, Mark
0: Duplass got the league and then yes it was like I can't support this by, by myself anymore
1: yeah well Mark Duplass just became a, like a mainstream like person at, at a certain point he just became big enough where he could get in a tv show and he made bigger movies and he made you know so it kind of just died out but i but did you
0: know that the guy who made safety not guaranteed made a star wars movie no he didn't
1: I mean, he did make a couple of Jurassic park movies though so yeah but that but this era of filmmaking is is so also formative to me in like what 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 i when I was coming up through film school and trying to figure out like what kind of movies that I, like if I ever made movies one day, what kind of movies I wanted to make and sort of, you know, I connected a lot with, with the styles and stuff like that. And, you know, there are still people making stuff like this and then people make shooting stuff on iPhones. Now it, that's like the equivalent, right back then though. An iPhone camera is probably way better than the cameras that they were shooting stuff on then. Sure. But you know, in lighting, everything has become so much more democratized and easier to get. But you know combining something so down and dirty with something that is so traditionally manicured and constructed like a musical was just a was just a very impactful thing to me at at the time i would say but i absolutely love it all right once again we're back
0: oh, to God. rank
1: these movies on our new list breaking in here to a show we recorded a couple months ago talking about the John Carney film Once from 2007. And I know last week when we were doing this ranking, I said, this will not be, there will be no vendetta-based ranking going on.
0: (laughs) I was wondering how long it's going to take you to eat those words.
1: (laughs) But I immediately take that back for something that you all will never hear, where Brian would not let me put this on the list of 50 films. Now it gets on a list somewhere, and... I am going to make sure 50. it rises number 50. high, <laughs> number fifty. Even though there's only eleven movies on this list, it's number fifty. We got a space bar; doesn't work like that on Letterbox. My friend, I gotta put. I would have to put thirty, whatever more, forty, whatever more movies on here. So once from two thousand and seven, obviously better than The Fablemans, obviously better than Shakespeare in Love, obviously better than all that jazz. Yeah. Yes. Yes. Yeah. No, <laughs> this I'm, is just this is just revenge for I know, I know, for that I know. time. I Normally I would have, be, have a very nice, cordial conversation with you. But after after Shakespeare in Love and then the Top Gun Maverick situation, I have no more quarter for you and your <laughs> How is it my fault that two of the
0: greatest films of all time happen <laughs> to be on the on, on the first few episodes <laughs> of
1: this podcast? It's not my fault. I think it is your fault. It is your fault. Unlike Goodwill Hunting, it is your fault. Okay. What's after all that jazz? Tar. Oh, I I liked it before Tar. That's you're insane. I don't I, I There's something wrong in your. There's some, something wrong in your brain. You just are don't are you telling me?
0: Are you telling me, you little once fanboy, that you <laughs> aren't going to be thrilled the the higher this thing climbs on the ranks?
1: I will. I will be. I will be. I'd I really like Tar though. Like okay. I think Tar is genius. Okay. Sure. But. But I if I know you really don't like Tar. I so, really don't. So if, and I don't think you, re, if you go back and listen, I'm sure people are right now to the conversation about once. It doesn't seem like you really like once very much either. But I, I if you want to be above Tar, I'll be fine with that.
0: I really think it's funny that like, you know, we've been doing this version of this for so mm-hmm. many years. Like if, if you were to put me as the heel and you as the one who loves everything, I would never believe that. But like, it, it, it's morphing into this. Like I'm almost like the contrarian. I'm Armand. I'm Armand Whiting. This real hard.
1: You are. Um, you are. You so, are.
0: So, so what's above Tar? Michael Clayton. Okay. Yeah, I'm. I'm. I'm great with that being nestled right there. What? What number would that be?
1: It would be a number seven right now between Tar and Michael Clayton. You good with that? I'm good with that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So we didn't run, the, I didn't run down the list last time uh, this, at the beginning of this. But I'll, quickly, I'll, now I'll do the new list, which is now 11 movies long. Uh, the Fablemans at number 11. Shakespeare in Love, number 10. Number 9, All That Jazz. Number 8, Tar. Number 7, Once, our new entry. Number 6, Michael Clayton. Number 5, Women Talking. Number 4, Top Gun Maverick. Number 3, The Banshees of Inishirin. Number 2, Everything Everywhere, All at Once. And number 1, Still Remains, Tick, Tick, Boom. So I uh, know you, you have one in four mixed up. Oh, uh, no, 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 no. Even you would I not know. place Top Gun no. Maverick above
0: <laughs> tick, tick, boom. Even even you would not be so bold as to be this much <laughs> of an asshole.
1: Oh, man. I'll take Jonathan Larson over Lady Gaga any day. That's my hot take. And or One Republic. <laughs> Those are the two biggest songs from that movie. I, I, I just learned, I think, last week that that song that gets played when they're playing like beach football or whatever is a One Republic song. I did not know that was a new one it's because of my son because my son knows the song okay and he was like oh i like this song daddy and i was like oh okay and i heard it i was like oh this seems." i'm picturing in shape people playing sports for some reason and then i realized what it was from all right so that's gonna do it for these rankings do you want to share brian how people can get in touch with us
0: yeah us has about At 50 films on tiktok that's where we put a lot of content out there but if you're if you're more of a geriatric millennial like us you can go to the old Twitter at 50filmspod. At that's also that on Instagram at 50filmspod. All spelled out F I F T Y. Mm-hmm.
1: And that's also the email address at gmail.com. If yep. people want to reach out, if you'll really want to be geriatric, they can reach out to us via email there. All right, that's going to do it for the show this week. Next week, we come back and we talk about the Milos Foreman classic Amadeus and see where that ranks. In our list of the best movies of all time But until then, thank you, Brian Thank you, Bobby And thank you to everybody who is listening Until next time, be good to one another Later